This first episode of the Rabbit Season podcast was recorded on July 26th before we heard the news about our brother Rec passing. I want to say rest in peace. Thank you for your contributions to hip-hop, not only yourself, but the Unity Project. Thank you for always being a supporter of the B-Side Show platform. We appreciate that, man. I'm always going to have memories of seeing you at live shows. Uh, I want to ask anybody that can contribute, if you can, um, go to the GoFundMe link. It's under Rec One Unity Project or on the B-Side IG. Um, the link is in the bio. You can go there and donate as well. Condolences to the family, especially his little daughter, the Bean. And I want to dedicate this first show of the Rabbit Season podcast to the homie Rec One. Rest in peace, my brother. Yes, welcome to episode one of the Rabbit Season podcast. I'm Rabbit, formerly known as Silly Rabbit. I'm I'm gonna be your host. Yeah, my name is Shay Shay Whitey. I'll be the producer, um, and I'll make, I have a, you know a few contributions here and there. Yeah, he'll be doing a few things, you know, like providing sound, you know, <laughs> a camera so we could film. But anyways, that's the role we d- we decided to approach it on with the, uh, you know, um, I'll be the main host and then. Uh, the co-producer and the the host and is going to be chiming in and he'll have his own segment as well and then shout out to uh, DJ Eclipse as well he's going to be co-producing as well so this is going to be good man it's been a long time coming Uh, we've been had this plan for I can say a few years already now Um, we probably didn't have the name of it yet uh, but I did we did know that I was going to venture off solo from the B-side I'm still doing the B-side show but um this is going to be more exclusive in-depth interviews and you know uh like i said things have happened in between that have postponed it we've moved i've had car problems i've had you know a range of things just like everybody else uh real life but we decided uh what better day than today today is my birthday Woo! i'm about a started pretty much and uh but yeah we decided to start it on my birthday so there's no more postponing it's on it's now official live and direct rabbit season podcast man in full effect every single we're looking to uh what we say Shay? we're looking to drop it on uh thursday, thursday mornings yeah it should be ready by the time you wake up you'll, you'll it will be actually it'll be uploaded and ready for you know to listen by thursday morning you know and if you can't listen in the morning it's up the whole you know the rest of the time the weekend whenever you have time yeah, whenever you have time, this will be pre-recorded, unlike the B-side show. Um, but pretty much, we're kind of approaching it almost like a Thursday-type morning show. But um, just because the way we're going to approach the content and the interviews and and the stuff we do uh, post-production, because um, we got a lot of things planned on that too. So, like I said, this has been in the works for a while. Uh, we ain't new to this. I know there's thousands of podcasts out right now. That's all good. We got our own lane that we're hoping to fill, and I hope people um, support, um, you know, because, uh, again, uh, we go through our ups and downs. We're almost at our 10-year anniversary for the B-Side show, and, and uh, you know, a lot of times it gets discouraging with lack of what what I feel should we should have some more support on sometimes. But, um, like, my brother reminds me, other people remind me that, um, we need to just focus on the ones that do support the ones that are looking for that avenue or that hip hop entertainment style podcast. Um, and we'll concentrate on that and go from there, man. Yeah. And just to let you know too, um, 
we're, it'll be available on Spotify, um, Spotify, and also SoundCloud. And then we'll be adding more platforms later, but it will also be available on YouTube. And YouTube will be on the B-Side channel, but the other uh, audio will be on actual the Rabbit Season podcast. So, you know, we're not much to look at, but we have a pretty dope <laughs> set here. <laughs> the set, just yeah, concentrate on set. the set. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, um, you know, for people that might not know, because I, th- I know there's a lot of people, and shout out to them uh, that are listening, or a lot of people that we know from way back, uh, a lot of people that know us from the B-Side show, or even from way before that, even like childhood friends, you know, they're going to be tuned in, so shout out to them. But in case, uh, you know, there's people that's tuned in, you know, that maybe that not know who you are. Just let them know, uh, you know, how far you go back with hip hop and uh, what it is that first, you know, made you fall in love with hip hop. Like, was it a certain song? Was it a certain tape or what was it? You know, um, I, I'm pretty much the age of hip hop. So, you know, I've I heard things like before I got completely submerged in it, even as a real youngster. And that's because, you know, in those days, um like I even start, you 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 remember Shay and Shay Shay knows, but um, I I've been kind of pretty independent since I was a little kid, you know. <laughs> even as far as uh, I used to walk to kindergarten myself, and this I'm not even lying about that. I had the PM class. My mom had to go to work single most of the time, single mom raising us, and uh, you know I went by what was on TV, and I knew that was when it was time to go to school, and I. It was down the street. It wasn't like I walked 10 miles, but still, you know, those things are, uh, you know, pretty unheard of, especially nowadays. But, you know, so I've always kind of done my own thing, but I gravitated, um, you know, people around the hood where we, we we would spend half our time with our dad, half our time with our mom. And when we were with our dad at the time, he w- they were living in Carson and so many different ethnicities there. Um, you know, Pacific Islanders, black, Mexican, Asian, um, you know, white, everything. And um, we, I, I kind of started, you know, of course, break dancing, And that's kind of what led into the first wave of it, you know. Um, but I remember one of my birthdays, I, I got some money and I went, I had, uh, I think dad took me to uh, get, I got a, I think it was a Fat Boys tape and then it was run dmc raising hill i believe it was and um yeah that's pretty much where i was i was all the way in because that i i mean especially you know shout out to the fat boys too when it you know important for the culture but i that run dmc is what really grabbed me you know from the beats the scratching the back and forth between the mcs um and and it kind of that that tone of sucker mcs you know they even had a song called that you 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 remember eclipse eclipse knows what i'm talking about but um that kind of um i guess the uh uh what is that the uh, the battling not the battling but the uh what's the word i'm looking for here but the uh the competition competition there you go i don't know why i couldn't think of that's that. why i'm here yeah thank you <laughs> he just earned his he just earned his paycheck Marijuana one extra blunt in this week's envelope no but uh uh, yeah, the competition part of it is like you could still be everybody's cool, but it's like you you also want to show like I'm I'm pretty dope at this, and uh, I want you motherfuckers. So part to of see. it, is, um, yeah, but so because it comes from when you you were interested in the break dancing, but that's and that's the type of music they played during the break dancing yeah, battles and all. Yeah. I remember like the with all the scratching and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then yeah. We, we would watch. Remember the movies like uh, 
we remember we would go to the movies by ourselves, like you know, our dad, hey, go ahead, just we would just go with all the neighborhood kids. We would see like Breaking and Beat Street and some of those movies. Like uh, so, I remember just wanting to hear like more hip hop music because of that too. And I re I remember even yeah, dude, and walking as far as uh, the original Bad Boys movie with Sean Penn and Isai oh, yeah, Morales. Yeah, yeah. Like people, you gotta all go. rated R movies. All the youngsters, you're gonna have to go search that one real quick. But not the Will Smith. Yeah, movie. not way before yeah, right that. Before the but we literally walked to the movies in a pack with you know young, you know we were still in elementary Went school. To school that way too. Walked to school. That yeah, way. but the thing was is why we were able to do that is because there was so many of us it was like we were our own little pack and we we mo for the most part got left alone but that's because we rolled deep as youngsters just going everywhere but yeah to go into that that's that's kind of what started at breakdancing um the competition aspect of the rhymes um so i've always been about lyrics and then later on you know it 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 moved um to different things i remember even the same spot when we were over there uh, Boys in the Hood came out as a, it, it was like a bootleg version of it, um, where everybody was just like dubbing it. And this was when there there wasn't CDs. Like, we had to dub it off cassettes. Oh, I remember like, that hearing that. When you had cassette it. tapes, and I remember that going around. And the Boys in the Hood, and dude, that just being so hard, like, because it was some stuff that we can more relate to because we seen it. We literally seen that going, you know, up and down the street, walking wherever we were going. But um, we got to see that firsthand, and that was that was before the official Easy E or NWA actually was on the label and came out. So that's crazy. That's yeah. history. Hey, you know what's right. funny about that story? Because I remember when you had that tape, and um, I remember at the time um, our mom, you know, she was dating this hit like hardcore heavy metal dude. Uh -huh. I don't know if you remember him, like oh, long hair man. heavy metal dude. And so, but even he, like, he did, never listened to hip hop at all. You know, one of those people probably wouldn't listen to it. And, and he listened to that, and he was like, oh, hell yeah. He was all into it. Like, <laughs> like him and his, his heavy metal friends are, like, even, like, that, like, transcended, like, like different genres of music, I remember at the time. Oh, like, yeah. That was a long time ago, though. <laughs> like, I, I remember going to, you reminded me of something else. I went to a, a concert um, uh, back in the day, dude, and it was with uh, with uh, the homie. Shout out, Duty. He's still the homie to this day, but this is fuck, dude, like. 30 years ago or something we went to nwa with easy e i think ice t was there um shit i forgot who else and i talked to uh one of the times when uh dj yellow was here man the legend oh yeah yeah, um, yeah and uh I, and, and he told me the name I, I still forget the name of the venue but it used to rotate in a 360 circle and so all the crowd could see throughout but they just kept performing and it would be like sometimes they're right in front of you sometimes they're looking the other way um but i remember bro just dope dope uh vibes even though at the time there was a lot of gang violence going on uh bloods and crips and all that stuff when colors came out all that stuff but i remember there was a lot of different fights and security handled pretty good there was a couple you know people were shooting and that i think most of that happened outside but yes we were there and we were like in junior high or something, I think, yeah. and uh, and the homie's big brother took us, and I remember seeing like look to me look like cowboys, bro, like yeah. r rocking out, bro, like <laughs> like at the time we were youngsters. These guys look like they, they look like 30s or 40s, yeah. bro. I'm not even playing, rocking out, bro, in the front, singing along the words and all that shit, and <laughs> and then I remember outside the homie's brother's car broke down yeah. and it was like uh it was like a push it was a stick shift so it wouldn't start so we were gonna push start it but he didn't want to do it in front of everybody so we like literally waited 
most of the people left and uh coming out uh while we were actually pushing the car we seen uh, uh david faustino walk out like oh, yeah. he was homies with Bud all them Bundy. yeah uh you know hardcore hip-hop head oh yeah dude. grandmaster uh, grandmaster b from you know but yeah he's still doing his thing i believe with this podcast and yeah. all that but yeah those are just random stories bro like the shit we've well, been i remember through. what about even before that like i think you were younger than that what about when you um with your your friend um your friend brooks remember wasn't it him that you guys uh entered like a break dancing competition or something like that hmm. like you guys were like spinning like in some kind of gym or something like i remember i was a little kid but i remember like going i don't think it was him because who was it? I forgot he, you went. he wasn't very good at it was it duty <laughs> I, I don't remember he wasn't very good no i don't remember who it was i believe that is when like see the second half for those that don't know we lived on like the the harbor yeah no not harbor area more of the south bay area yeah. um side for like the first part of our lives and then we kind of been in the sgv side for the rest and and uh this is when we we're already i think we moved around a lot obviously having a single mom we had to do what we had to do we moved house to house a lot which is you know and this is to go into who i am is you know this is why i feel like we adapt to kind of most of our environments is because we have moved so many times and we had no choice but to adapt so yeah, that's for sure. um yeah so anyways yeah with that being said i think that was uh baldwin park at the time we lived there and uh it was a break dancing oh that's yeah. where it was huh? yeah yeah and those so were the times too like w- i was clearly overmatched bro like <laughs> no i mean i was pretty good but at the time like hey these dudes had fo- and i was like dude i remember the time and i was like the time limit was long and I didn't have that many things to go. And I was like, dude, what the fuck, dude? So I had to like repeat moves. And I remember cats were like getting scared, not going in. Yeah. They would do like 30 seconds and walk off. Like oh, they just couldn't they handle it. I guess, bro. But at least I finished my shit. Threw dude. up on their sweater. <laughs> I, I left it. My mouth was dry as shit, dude. I remember yeah. that. But I did my thing. And at least, you know, yeah. I have been in competitions. I've been, you know, I've freestyled against cats and parties and back in the day when we used to use the headphones as as mics when you had no audio and uh for i mean for mike and uh and uh yeah later on as we we got into it i was super hip-hop head and ended up of course somehow you know obviously started writing my own shit and so um, yeah so i was gonna ask so yes let him know like so around this is around when you're after high school when you start getting so like talk about like uh when did you first like decide you wanted to actually do music like record it and write it and go to a studio and do all that like what was it that made you like all the sudden like because i knew you used to like rap and do your own like you know messing around but when you actually wanted to get in there and like yeah that that was and everything that's the part that some people don't get and and it's like you could you go go to these hip-hop you know or show whatever they are backyard parties whatever they might be but um when people start freestyling and going in like it's one thing to get on the mic and say whatever and you're high buzz whatever but yeah to take it seriously and actually i was always good at writing in school so um and then i've always been a fan of lyrics in hip-hop so i always chose to to uh, you know that was my thing is the beats is cool i always respect the dj and the beats is dope but i thought MCs always should have done more justice sometimes to yeah. some people's songs and at least concentrate a little more on the lyrics. Yeah, and that's why, like, yeah. you notice people that have actual vocabulary and have, like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Other, you know, uh, you know, smart in, in certain ways, you know, like, where they can put more words together, you know. It's it's one thing to groove out to the beat. And like, you know, some people are good at it. They're just on beat, but they're not really saying a whole lot of different words. It's just kind of, like, 
yeah. when, when that's that was the difference i remember you were like actually wanted to bring that like like actually write th- write it out and actually get in the studio like perf- like hooks but, and but everything, some of the studios that i remember like in the di- like back in the day it was like w- starting out like but yeah let somebody's know restrooms yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know hey dude yeah we've been makeshift studios but yeah one of the other things to go along with your question is um that made me actually i guess take it serious uh to that extent is that also the other homie shout out to drag he's actually still one of the partners uh here with us on the the b-side studio and um he started actually getting a he got a beat machine and then I was like, hell yeah, like, okay, now I have beats at, at my disposal, like, because he wanted to get in and do music. So it was like, uh, me and him were the first kind of, I guess, to take it that serious. Yeah. And then a um, couple other homies that used to rap. First, Shout out to Sick Vic. Sick Vic, a.k.a. <laughs> a- a- One Shot. Sick Vic, though, man. He's still the homie, too, yeah. and we go way back. He's actually our neighbor now, for those that don't know. And, and, and we'll get into this later, but he's still got like him and there's a couple other people i can name they have the best stories bro like all you got to do is listen to like what'd you do this weekend and whatever you did is nothing in comparison i guarantee it might have to be a new segment on the podcast later yeah Yeah, stay tuned (laughs) yeah sick vic's weekend or some shit like that hey but him and then uh uh drac of course myself uh we put out a, a project and then the next project um, another homie that I knew, I recruited him to join the group, and he was part of the group after that. Uh, CIA, uh, the homie Eric, Eric you yeah, know what I mean. But Eric, shout out to him because also his big brother, rest in peace, DJ Boogeyman, peace, DJ was one of the B side uh, DJs. So that was that was dope. But yeah, we got in the lab. Once I knew someone else was serious, then we started actually renting studio time and making music and putting cds out i put a solo one out i still got more music that i never put out that i might just throw out just for people that want to bump something you know that fuck it dude some people don't like to pay for it i'll give them a free cd you know during that time so (laughs) do you remember um so how like were you guys um because i remember then you then you guys started doing the shows like with the group and then even some so how how did you do you remember how like your first one or or how you started getting the shows or did you start booking them yourself or was somebody helping you oh well first um that was around the time when social media kind of first started i guess you could say like myspace days oh and yeah shit like that there, there was no instagram or yeah no nah, nothing like, nothing yeah. like you couldn't that even really use your phone for apps nah. you had to go on your pc or your laptop and uh and most of the time still before that when we were putting music out it was all it was kind of still before that because we were still going and actually selling it going to swap meets and and different ways and going to record stores and asking them to listen to put it in their store on consignment and we did a lot of work bro like that people don't know about that but and i'm glad you asked because people might not know that like i've really been in this shit for a long ass time before even hosting which we'll get to well, yeah because even like remember how um now everybody can make their own cd covers they could do all that at home now with the with the technology back then they didn't have that you had to find somebody to like to do that for you to design for you to print uh even something simple like a cd cover or whatever it was yeah yeah so we started doing everything ourselves yeah drac even designing but renting studio time and all that and uh and i think our very first show was like at a uh man it was a was it a car show or something but it was like it was like mainly like christian based and all our our (laughs) shit was pretty like raunchy and we didn't know ahead of time so we didn't like you know, and and we tried our best to edit stuff out during the performance, but, bro, it was mad. Like, 
I was like all nervous working up to it because I get like that anyways, even up to hosting a show. It's just because I care about it enough <laughs> that I get that way because I want to. And, and I, I usually perform better that way. So, but yeah. And and, uh, and you're in your, you guys were in your early 20s and all that. So like you think about what the content's going to be. You know? Oh, early yeah. Early 20s, single, all uh, that. Like just the, yeah, the content was pretty. Uh, it was <laughs> pretty out there. We ended up to to cut it. <laughs> you know, we ended up not finishing our set because that you know we had to get we were a little too much for the crowd there. But uh, yeah, so that was a good like uh, learning set, bro. Because but after that, like I literally started like I would talk to people everywhere. We'd go to events like uh, events where other performers were yeah. were pass our flyers out, our CD samplers. Uh, or uh, fuck yeah it was cds all the, at that time um i was gonna say yeah we weren't we when we were putting music there was cd access already and uh we were passing stuff out and i just started just chopping it up with so many different people yeah. artists um even people that would come up and su like supporters they would come up and go bro you got down like you got down in your lyrics like I, I like that shit or different things some people would yeah. relate to i guess and and i said oh fuck dude this is what it's about right here and uh just all those contacts led to more shows and more shows and more shows so yeah, it's like i was there i remember all this but i'm just you know just for people that might not know like what like the kind of stuff we went through but uh you remember also too even um like the networking you're talking about this had to be done uh actually going places all the time it's not like now people can f see somebody on instagram they could just dm them and go hey let's work or whatever but like this is remember like uh tell them what, what about steak night remember steak night wasn't that like oh that was yeah working event shout out to that? all the man uh kiki man uh uh tony g uh all of them that used to put that together and that was an a weekly networking event and it was on Monday nights, bro. Um, and I remember it was it was purposely done on Monday nights. And so that was kind of why we, when we first created B-Side Show, which we'll get to in a while because I want to shout all those guys out that created it with us. But uh, before we created it, um, that's kind of one of the reasons we ended up making it on a Monday night is kind of in honor of Steak Night. But, man, it was a good networking event. A lot of artists that were putting their music out would just go, like, chop it up, yeah. support each other. You get a chance to perform? If other, yeah, yeah, well, that started later. At first, yeah. it was in venues where you couldn't. Oh, okay. they were, it was in a restaurant to start off, and mm -hmm. then it moved to, like, a bar, and then we were able to do performances. But it was a place you could perform in front of your peers, chop it up with your peers. You can invite them to your next show. You can show them your new music. It was a really cool event because to this day, I'm still homies with a lot of them cats. Yeah. You know it's what dope I mean? to see a lot of them cats are, are still doing their thing, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still doing dope music. Like, you know, like, I linked, like, I've done shit with, like, Kid Frost, like, fucking, uh, dude, I think I first met in person Sick Jack in there. Um, who else? Julio G, right? Julio G, uh, Tony G. Yeah, like, Tony G. I think I knew him before, but, like, that's when we first started becoming homies. And, like, I consider. I think uh, Kool Aid, right? It was in Kool Aid at one of them. I or think something? she was there, yeah. too. Like, yeah, dude, a lot of. A lot of dope artists, uh, Chino Excel too, like uh, Mellow Man Ace, like a, a lot of cats, dog, that, you know, we looked up to. Like, I I bought these guys cassettes and CDs, yeah. and and uh, and then I was able to link with these cats. And, I, like, I still got cool relationships with mostly all of those people, you know. And shout out. Some of them will probably be on the Rabbit Season podcast soon. Oh, for soon. sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, got, they got stories to tell, that's for sure. Yeah, for hey, sure. Hey, um, uh, so before we get into like when you started hosting and all that though um what was your do you remember like can you remember like which one of all the shows you performed which one was your favorite you're, like can you can you think it 
I don't know. Um, I don't know. I can't really think of a favorite because to me, real talk, they were all fun be in their own ways because like I, I, I know we always reach different people and audience than we probably initially thought uh, that we would. Um, but also just being in an environment, which we've always liked. I know you feel the same way, Shay, but like when we can be around cats that are making like you, you get to be in a place, you know, whatever, drink a brew, whatever, get high listen to some good music with other people that have the same mentality as you that just want to you know like have a good time and listen to music and and um and and stuff like that so those were always fun for us but i i I will say one of them that was like at least super funny is is shout out to these homegirls too man we still know some of them but um uh we went to a show like mobbed it deep like you know shout out to mob deep too that was like you know no pun intended there but shout out <laughs> but we literally mob deep like with the homies and, and, and uh, chicks and everything bro like a good we had a good turnout to go to the show we rocked the set um there was a lot of other dope performers it was one where i, I forgot who the headliner was um but man we we got down we had a good time bro and i remember outside the party continued like the place was closing I don't know if you remember this shit. Uh, was that a uh, green turtle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> oh, shit. The green turtle. Dude, we used to have some good shows there, man. Shout out to the homie Danny Boy, too, man. He used to throw some of the events there. Yeah. Danny Boy Promotions. Yeah, uh, and uh, outside, somebody was bumping in their car. Next thing you know, like the crowd that we rolled with made our own party outside in the middle of the street right there, outside the venue. And uh, and uh, they were dancing on cars, and chicks were on top of the cars, and all of a sudden everybody came out, and they're like filming with their little camcorders and shit, whatever they brought to film the show, and people like, dude, we literally made our own show outside. That was just funny to me because then after that, that mostly the whole party there that we created and a couple of other people that just wanted to go that we were cool with yeah. ended up back at my pad the original rabbit hole yeah. that we called the rabbit hole and it was rabbit a small hole. little pad you know on a little cul-de-sac and man the neighbors they they were just cool with us because we used to have a lot of loud oh, yeah. shit going on over there yeah yeah that was uh too i remember um one of my, ho- my homie data shout out to data he had a, he had invited a couple of friends from his work uh, uh, man, after that night, they were like, "Whoa, they probably never been in the, anywhere like that or seen something like that." They were tripping out. Oh, this is how you guys party? Yeah, like like, <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, "Yeah, kind of, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah we kind of do." Because at that time, we were doing a gang of shows, if you remember. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, one of the things that's what I, you know, back in those days, I was kind of like uh, basically like street team, and I would help promote. And I, you know, I kind of did what I could to help, you know, for the computer work because I was I've always been kind of computer savvy. So when we tried to remember, we did our own CD cover that we went to Kinko's and, oh, and yeah, all that stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and just promo and different things. I would take my camcorder, get footage, and just you know, see what we could do to, to edit it together. I started learning uh, video editing with the homie Data. So, um, and um, but one of my favorite show though, I got to say is, um, man, and and the thing is, I don't even know if I have the venue right, but I, I think it was in Hollywood. The, it was when all four of you guys, the whole when the whole group performed. Because remember how a lot of times like somebody couldn't make it, it would be oh, yeah, or two yeah. or whatever. Yeah. All four of you guys, and like I think it was the Key Club or something. Was it, that one of the ones you guys did, or the not the Key Club? We did that. I think we did the what was that other one? The, the Knitting Factory. That, and, or it might have been that one? one. It could have been, but it, I just remember you guys like 
like everybody like all of you because you know even sometimes too somebody would end up messing up forgetting a lyric or here to <laughs> or get off beat whatever it was i just remember everybody usually it was sick Vic. yeah yeah but right, I, but I remember <laughs> even this show though like he did his thing everybody did i just remember that was like a proud like show that like, even for me i was like in the crowd with a lot of people came out to watch too that we like that, that was like that was really i dope. think that like, one was there though because yeah. i remember that we did take a lot of people too and and I remember yeah, even the crowd, even the crowd. Oh, and there was one. Uh, no, uh, man. What, what was about the other one? Oh, you're talking about House of Blues. House of Blues. That one was, that oh, that's was another fun. one. That's another one with C Blunt and them. This the Blunt Factory. The whole crew. factory crew. Yeah, man. Yeah, we did our thing them. on that one that's too. Right. Yeah. That was really fun for us because we yeah. did a lot of good songs and everybody got down. I, I might still have some of the footage somewhere. I had my camcorder with that too. We even took a limo to the venue. Remember? We, we all jumped in a limo. <laughs> Whitey has to be careful what he has on that camcorder. Yeah, yeah. yeah let me check it first before I get us in trouble, man. So, yeah. So you know, then shortly after that, I I kind of it it was only I think it was more of a thing. I'm just drifting into where we went. We ended up yeah. going into the more of the hosting side. I was still doing shows, but I started hosting, and it was at the time I remember it was kind of to kind of get more in my own lane. Um because at the time so many people were just rap and not that they're not now but now and now you see everybody's doing podcasts everybody yeah. and i was kind of trying to just get in my own lane mm -hmm. which i still think i have um unfortunately I, I mean me personally i don't feel like the none of us that have done any of this stuff have received maybe the true uh not recognition but i guess support yeah. support is the key word because I, we need those views and we need those people to like the the content we put on our social medias and not if you don't like it don't like it but i'm saying like at least uh don't be a hater or just don't follow us because it's kind of weird you know like if if when we see a lot of people there you know we get handshakes and love and everything when, when we go places and then the support doesn't seem to be there but anyways you know kind of like I was saying, I was kind of going into to that is where I kind of was just trying to find my own lane. And then we found some homies, which we're still at the spot now, um, which we'll get into. I know you might have a question on it, Shay, but um, uh, kind of where we drifted, how we ended up, you know, getting into the B side, man. Yeah. If, I mean, I remember right at the, around the time, like you were uh, starting to host some, uh, you know, we talked about Danny Boy. He was still throwing events. I remember you hosted some of his shows. I think uh, you did that, that one with, um, I think it was... Uh, uh, Roscoe uh, uh, over at that spot in Pasadena, I think, mm -hmm. or, and then uh, who was like, I think Crazy Bone or so, you know, just some different artists that he was getting over there. Mac 10, I think. Yeah, Mac different, 10. Different cats, uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, well, I'll even get in, lead, first lead into it, and then you could talk about how it started, but um, I remember you coming to me, like, actually coming to me and asking me, because I was always trying to help out with the promo and the, and the you know, the technical side, and uh, you, you had said, you know, you talked about about you you know had this meeting talking about doing this um this internet show like and this is at the time internet shows were just starting out this is yeah. like really new at the time oh hell yeah like uh like they even had that thing called stick cam people might remember where it was like with the old school where people were able to broadcast themselves or whatever. i think we started on that yeah, yeah. and, and um, i remember he even, he even came it, like i'm gonna be hosting this uh, new hip-hop show on the internet and you came to hey let's help me with some content and let's create con like some content for me to talk about some funny stuff some uh you know like different things that we can bring to the thing and ever since then i've been on board but yeah like just and tell then, them about and the then meeting. remember and that's kind of how <clears throat> that's uh 
when we started going to a bunch of events, taking the little camcorder we did have, remember when we would do little behind the scenes, yeah. Shay would edit them, the little editing at the time that he knew, and yeah. we would throw those on the B side. Start getting people to shout out the show before yeah, it even was out. Shout outs and. Hold on real quick. Ah, there we go. It is my birthday today, so I want to set it off. Yeah. That's the only time he's going to drink a beer during yeah. the podcast. Yeah, you know what? Only on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we're having a good time in here. This is the first official episode of the Rabbit Season Podcast. Thank you guys that are hopefully checking us out, man. And every week, like I said, we're going to have dope guests coming through and when we don't talk about so where were we man yeah we were talking about um how um all right so yeah so i told him about you know like how how you told me about the b-side show how it was going to start out um or what we're going to do and then but let them know how it came about like and how that first meeting went and and you know how how it started basically um yeah the first meeting that um shout out to the homies man uh Rocky uh, from the Street Scholars p- podcast. Yeah, Shout out up, to Rocky? them. What up, what up, Doc? Man, they're they're so big right now that I think they even unfollowed me. I think I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure, but I don't know. I haven't heard from the dude, but hopefully he checks out our show. Um, but yeah, Rocky um, uh, had a had a clothing store here with his partner at the time, um, his lady at the time. They they randomly just went on a whim got a little spot for clothing which we're glad that they did um which set everything else in motion but long story short we ended up making the the back side of the studio into uh uh, i mean the back side of the store into a studio um started it when he brought in uh the other homie wacko um who's still doing like videos he's actually the direct uh producer of the street scholars now um who else was there phys ed at the time was who was the original DJ for uh, the B-side show. They were doing another show called Zoo Radio at the time, more like a dubstep type, uh, you know, techno sound music. And um, they had a different backdrop and everything. On the, on the other side, we made our own B-side backdrop, which still stands. Um, what you guys see is that uh, Hollywood background that was done. Um, shout outs to the homie, homie West, 77 and Cowboy, I believe did that. Still up. And um, so we had a meeting at our favorite meeting spot, which was down the street, used to be the B-Back. It's a different bar now, um, but, uh, you know, we used to go there back in the day. And um, our meetings were always over a few drinks. And I remember, you know, not all of us agreed at the beginning, which like most things, uh, you know, not everybody's going to agree. But we came to kind of a compromise, I guess you can say. And the B-side became what it is with all the ideas that were thrown in. But basically, like, uh, what it was supposed to be is a hip-hop version of, like, the Tonight Show style where anybody that's got something new out can come promote their shit, perform live if they wanted. If they had a movie, we'd show a clip, like, different things like that and, you know, show their flyers on the screen and, and different things. And, that, like, again, like Shay said, is it, is this was at a time when these were all... Uh, fairly new concepts i mean they had been done but not in the spectrum we were trying to do it um you know and if we had more money and and uh investors behind us which we've done everything independent all these years but if we did you know it would possibly be something bigger than what it is but but you know 
what we go with what we got, you know. But even though at that time, though, you, like you said, it was not a lot of people were doing it and they weren't around. But dude, honestly, to this day, even though a lot of people are doing you know shows and podcasts, yeah, I still feel like the V Set show like is like uh it, the most unique and the most uh you know with that for the format that we have with the you know the DJ yeah. mix the the interview the live performance the dope host. You know all that stuff that the, the combination uh, of the show to me i mean maybe i'm biased because i produce it but <laughs> but uh you know i just still think that like no, the I format and the concept is still <laughs> like you know one of the only you know right now so i i agree with you i just again it, i just was you know would hope at all points and you know it'll come it'll come when it comes but um just wish the support was greater um not only from just hip-hop supporters but from the artists as well because um, we do b- support a lot of their things and do things that sometimes we don't have to do and go the extra for some of these people. And, you know, it'd be nice. They can do the same, you know, some of the people, you know, sometimes can't even e- repost the flyer, man. And, you know, that's the, that's the minimal thing to expect from someone to help back, you know, but anyways, um, you know, going back, uh, we, we came up with an idea, um, you know, we all came up with the ideas. Uh, Rocky was a big part of some of the concepts, too. Um, and then Wacko and I were the hosts. We had somebody at the homie, man. The homie Snipes was the original producer. He Wacko on the fly just told him, hey, dude, you press this. When we say record, you stop here. And we would literally, like, shout it out to him. And then a couple episodes later, I believe, uh, is that when we got Drac? Yeah. I believe Drac came aboard. <laughs> started producing it he really dug the concept and all that and uh and then uh yeah, speaking of hating yeah like you know I, I could have like done it right on the flight right there and i was there like getting some behind the scenes footage but yeah wacko was hating on me he didn't want me to like <laughs> take over the thing so yeah but it's all good i i, I got it now so <laughs> yeah and uh but yeah now shay became the producer shortly after that um drax's work schedule changed and yeah. he was he was doing more things behind the scenes you yeah, know, I will say that um, Drac, you creating know, and like, you know, I, I got to give him, you know, like he did like take it to another level as far as like looking into what we could do with the software we're using and all that. So, you know, I kind of like, you know, I picked it up, you know, from them. But after that, I just kind of, you know, I, I just from that, like the technology got better, you know, our equipment got better and we just, you know. And, and then you could kind of see what you would want to show to look like when you're watching exactly, it, like, yeah. you know, and that's what I would want to watch as well. So. Um, yeah, everything else uh, went from there. And like I said, uh, you know, uh, coming November, the first Monday of November, is going to be our 10-year anniversary show. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll give ourselves our own round of applause. Yeah, right there. And, uh, but, yeah, we're going to have our own, uh, our own little, I don't know how we're going to do it yet because things still might be closed down and all that. But um, either way, we're going to bring something dope because, you know, like we, we have so many like dope djs and different things that like you know and, and this is what we do we stream now and this is the f- this is the the current uh climate what i guess what do you want to call it that we live in you know like you can't really go out to venues and do stuff so you gotta watch streaming events just like they got the live concerts and on you know you gotta watch them online now like the, the k-day concert they had to do online you know so we're doing that's what we're doing you know for uh for we'll probably have, you know we might have to be doing that even you know we're already streaming anyway but uh you know we'll just ha- can't open it up to as many people maybe we'll do it outside who knows but just make sure you tune because it's going to be dope no matter what we do. So. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, uh, one other thing I wanted to get into before we talk about some current things and all that is, is um, you know, one of the things that was important, at least for me, um, which still is on the B-Side show, is, 
is bridging the gap. Like we've always done a good job, I, I believe, of having the young up and coming artists that are doing their thing, that are really pushing, grinding, hustling, putting in the work necessary to get to the next level. The ones that take it serious, in other words, and then um, and then some of the OGs that have been doing their thing for a long time. And we've got to have a lot of lot of dope cats on the show and i don't know i wanted to ask you shay some of your favorite uh interviews or or even guests that you got to meet that stand out um like first yeah one of them well there, i mean there's there's a quite a few the ones that stick out like to me would be like um metal world peace of the lakers oh yeah um trey d of the east side is like a big fan of his uh you know what's crazy we just got to meet crooked the other day i mean we haven't got to interview him yet here but uh he actually stopped by it was cool meeting him but uh um, also, um, even like Afro man, it was dope seeing him here. Um, who else? Um, I know that there's some other ones. I'm probably drawing a blank. Oh, DJ Battle Cat, uh, is another example. Um, yeah, that's yeah. We've had we've had some legends, man. Uh, Frost has been here. Yeah. Uh, Mellow Man Ace, yeah, uh, of course, Razkaz. Razkaz, like, that's the homie, man. Yeah. The waterproof MC right there, and then like you know the the Psycho Realm and oh, and yeah. uh, Sick uh, uh, yeah, bro. And then and uh, who else? Chino XL. Uh, we had uh, the delinquent habits here, like yeah. you, know, bo- you know, both delinquent. The Bahama the Bahama was yep. a good interview. Interview Medusa, and then some of the you know up and coming at the time were barely starting out pretty much and now they're really you know doing their thing but like reverie um you know who else off top uh we we never got the official people uh, like i suppose yeah and, uh, you know some never got the official rhinatics. interview with uh fora but we did an event with him um we never had to sit down with them but uh who else uh so uh yeah, yeah so provoked uh so provoked you yeah. know um uh, the wino and you know people a lot of people that are making a lot of noise you know like namik you know he like yeah like, you know when, when he was like when he was younger you know it's been a while now but when he first came through and like uh, like he got to came through and got to chop it up with cocaine and started doing some different people he ended up like working that. with you know yeah, so, like, so bridging the gap's always been important and um and then you know one more thing i wanted to go into before uh you know something that got more serious with me as i started getting into hosting became you know, kind of, I, I enjoy broadcasting and this is what I love doing, whether it's talking about sports, you know, uh, a project. Um, I just feel like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, I, again, I'm only going to roll with the people that they, they know I'm good at this shit. So fucking haters, <laughs> haters, you don't got to say nothing. You just keep doing what you're doing and not support. I don't, I don't miss it because you don't give that support anyways. But, um, real talk like i really enjoy this and hyping a crowd and being part of the actual entertainment or the production of a whole uh something put on for the people i enjoy being part of that so um you know shout out to uh out the house uh you know who else um just different people that have me host um the psycho realm i've hosted a couple psycho the miles um i got to host you know one of my favorite to this day well i've hosted like mellow man ace uh uh you know again psycho realm kid frost uh diff- a bunch of different shows uh but one of my favorites uh we had a good time a couple of them uh alcoholics the defari and planet asia show um and then that that uh big boy from outcast because you know what outcast is um when I, basically my probably pretty much i could say my favorite group of all time um I'm just a big fan of, of their music and what they've been able to do together. But also Andre 3000 on another level 
uh too just lyrically but i mean them as a group is one of the dopest and then you know uh straight off since we're on that subject shay and then like as far as groups go um it's probably outcast um maybe uh nwa and then like between dog pound and cypress and then like epmd bro those are yeah. i mean those to me are the ultimate hip-hop yeah, groups How, who's some of your favorite mcs oh, man for sure uh the dog pound like the, as far as groups go that's one of my favorite groups like dog pound you know daz and Kura, but even even like the combination of all of them even you know with snoop super fly and all, all of them you know like like that oh nate dog of course rest in peace uh, and yeah actually that's another one though that we, we know how we were talking about people that we've gotten to meet um it was dope i gotten to meet like some of the, these people that I, like uh these people's um sons or or you know like 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 easy east son's been through here or uh nate dog son's been through here uh you know like M- met, uh dj yellow's been DJ, here yeah um kid frost son's been you know just like uh mellow manesa's son just like knowing that they're that their their sons or their daughters whatever it is are following in the musical footsteps and being able to meet them yeah. like they're trying to do their th- that, that's pretty trip. dope too you know like shit's a trip like huh? but yeah like any but like saying like some of my favorite court like the dog pound all one of my all-time favorites and, and a big time outcast fan too uh the licks of course the alcoholics um and of course you know like it's pr- i know it's the answer that everybody gives but tupac and you know all the stuff from the death row stuff you know i was into biggie um yeah, Nas, Nas is definitely one of my favorites too. Like, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know what? Oh, out of out of solo MCs, I I can't help it, man. I like Jigga, man. Care what anybody says. And then I've always been a, a Cube, Ice Cube, everything oh, he's yeah, done. Definitely Ice Cube. I, Ice Cube and Jigga, like I would literally, I would love to chop it up with them and an interview whatever it might be just to pick their brain because yeah. those are the kind of people uh creatives that i've always looked up to as people that can create outside the box but still remain the most relevant in the box too so um but also um you know who oh big daddy kane yeah. one of my oh, yeah. th- and ll cool j mm-hmm. two of my all-time favorites and kane man still one of the best performers in my opinion lyrically like he's got the dance moves he keeps the crowd hype he's smooth with it all that shit, man. Combination of those things is, is what makes the the yeah. greats. Oh, and I didn't mention earlier, one of my other favorite shows to host was Rock Him, man. Yeah, that's the right. God that MC. Was the, that was an honor to host that show. And, and who, uh, who shout that? out that to uh, Sullen, or, uh, shout out to AEF Productions, AEF man. Productions, yeah, right, yeah, the homie Martin. That, yeah. that was good too. A lot of good, lot of hey, bro, a lot of good connections. You know, we don't harp on no negative here. We ain't gonna do that ever, but. Um, we've made a lot of good positive and good family connections yeah. through this hip hop oh, thing. Definitely, bro, you like you know, I mean? and a lot of the you know the people that are part of this team are DJs and stuff. You know, they become like family to us. You know, so oh yeah. So you know, we've made All a lot day. of, and even even some of the MCs that I grew up listening to, like somebody like like uh, shout out to Capital I Man of the Mexican. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. I was a big fan of theirs, and, and man, he's cool as hell. He, like I feel like he's one of my homies now. Like, we got the interview with the, <laughs> with Simful there too, like. The original Mexicans crew. Oh, yeah. We've done some cool shit, man. It's, it's pretty the dope. Chino XL interview, another good interview that we had. Chilling with the, the Gonzalez brothers, you know, the Psycho Realm. So, yeah, Both of them are the homies. And stay now. tuned for it. You know, we're going to be getting them here and, and, you know, talking a little bit more and getting more in-depth with them, too, you know. Yeah, you know what? On this show, I don't want to really announce who some of the guests are going to be yet. Um, we'll just do that as we go because we got a dope flyer and everything, you know, dropping, too. But um we'll we'll just do it like this and you guys just stay tuned i hope you guys you know do tune in and i'm gonna make sure like 
I'm going to actually go out of my way a little bit more than I usually do. Because it's my thing is like, all right, man, I, you guys see what I'm doing. You guys still can't support. and that, But I'm going to actually go a little more in some of the fam, some of the homies. Like, hey, dude, go check that shit out, yeah. man. Go listen to and, it. And you know what? And always there are people that, you know, shout out to the people that do. There, there are always people that will reach out all, yeah, all the time yeah, and man. say, hey, what you guys are doing is dope. Keep doing it. You know, and there's times maybe there's people that don't always look at social media. Maybe you, you don't feel like you know, like that they're saying, "Hey, like I checked this out." But there's there's people that don't even bother with that. But they do watch the show because sometimes oh, yeah. I'll, I'll run into people somewhere and they go, "Hey, I heard you guys talking about this. I seen this interview with so and so." So you know, like, like the fact that it's still around and you know, and and uh, people recognize and you know, and give us and that, a, you know, and a lot of artists have linked through our show yeah. too, whether they were guests at the same time or heard another one saying something about respecting their craft and then they end up working together so we are the link whether people admit it or not we've we've linked a lot of shit together man and oh, yeah. and a lot of podcasts and shows have come um after in those 10 years and not knocking none of them but we're still going and and now this is the new branch off right here the rabbit season podcast we've had this in the works for a while but it's here now and let's get it yeah, let's do this. so let's go man hey uh current events man this is uh, again, we don't want to make any excuses and stuff, but um, part of this is what slowed down the process of getting this show going um, with the quarantines and all the yeah. Yeah, pandemic. So pandemic, social injustice and different things going on and curfews and lockdowns and all the stuff we've been enduring in this 2020 has definitely taken a toll. And, you know, I wanted to say, Shay, like, Right off the bat, we were going to record like a couple nights ago, but I literally went and for, I think this was my late Father's Day gift, but I ended up getting, shout out to my lady, but we got a, I got a fish tank that I've been wanting for the living room. And, uh, and I told you, you know what, dude, I need to relax. Like, this is kind of like, like everybody has their own therapy of keeping sane. Mine's like, I'll watch movies. I'll listen to music. I concentrate on working on our show and our podcast. Mine is smoking weed. Yeah, I, I play with I, that. Yeah, I fit that in. Uh, of course, playing with my daughter and my stepsons. Like I got to fit in time with the family. Of course, that's important on my list. But this was kind of like a therapeutic thing. Like even doing my yard. Like you've even seen Shay. This is weird for me. It's just I don't know if it's an old age thing or what. But like I'm into like I plant plants in my yard. Like. And I and I make sure they don't die. Like I take care of them, and I and I and I trim them, and like, <laughs> so he feeds I, birds. Yeah, I take care of our fucking yard. Like all this stuff, we have like a bunch of animals. These are all the things. I'm just mentioning these because these are all the things that have keeping me sane in my own world or whatever. But like we got a tortoise, a hamster, a a, a dog, a cat. We now have a fish tank, um, and that's like why. Honestly, like I was putting together my fish tank and it's again it's it's therapy for me it keeps me calm and even watching the fish is just something to calm and i hope everybody out there before we get in any more stuff is doing their best to stay positive stay calm keep your mental health up but also try to stay in man i know people don't take it serious some people do um this is the second wave of it which they even told us was coming but if we would have been more precise and compliant in the beginning maybe it would the second wave wouldn't hit so hard um and, and even yeah. even uh staying in doesn't even mean stay in necessarily like go in your backyard like set up like a you know yeah chill outside like 
outside or you, your own house. Or that's, even that's, that's staying at home. Go outdoors and hike somewhere, but don't. Why no, do you? Not, why do you got to do it? Yeah. Why do you got to do it at an event that's posted on a fly? Like, you don't have to go where 400 people are neck and neck with each other. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Just everybody's like half naked and yeah, uh, dude, and breathing on each uh, other. Uh, and it, but uh, one of the things like I, I don't get like what's going with 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 everything that's happening today is um. You know, it's like all these people are like coming out of the woodwork as far as like the, the fucked up personalities that they they have, like um like w- like you know okay one of the things they recommend okay let's wear a mask to try to spread you know prevent either you spreading something or right so everybody all of a sudden has become an expert on everybody's the way a, a mask scientist works. So, like uh, and, and I don't get it and it's like so doctor. now people are going like real real far like to not wear the mask and and they're, and they're they're becoming disrupted, and they're, and they're like, uh, there's even somebody that, you know, there's a security guard was shot at a thing for asking someone to put a mask on, you know, and it's like, is it really that serious? Like, yeah, it's I not, mean, and and it's not, and here's the thing, most of the people that are on that level, though, I mean, seriously, if you look at, even you can see some of their posts, is like, they only care about themselves, like, if yeah. all the attention has to be on them or else, like. And, and I think uh, this pandemic has disrupted that attention. Yeah, it's like, taken so. away attention from themselves, and and they're not having it but no but it's crazy all these people there's all these people like in different they're actually protesting like not wear a mask like i need to get a haircut like there's bigger things like people we know now are actually it's hitting home and people are seeing people are getting sick like this is a real thing and and whether it's not you don't believe in it or not why don't you just show enough respect for another human being that you at least care about their well-being? Like, what if you do have it and you're just asymptomatic, which they call is like you don't show the powerful symptoms, but you might still have it, and you, which means you can still spread it. So um, why not just do that out of courtesy for other human beings? Just like when you're driving, like if you're going to turn right or left, use a blinker. Let those people know it's the same thing. It's just a courtesy thing, yeah. man. And people get too bent off, you know, taking their rights and i get it man it's an inconvenience trust me i mean i fucking hate that i'm I'm used to going to shows slapping hands with people man and i mean you know what the thing i don't miss though is like uh, but people get too close and want to breathe right in your face all the time at least this at least made it okay to go step back motherfucker. yeah i don't mind i don't mind you know being at a distance in a line really yeah i mean mean, it makes a line look like it's longer but it's really not or just kind of spread out a little but uh, it's it's not that big of it it's not that big of it better actually (laughs) and you know what's crazy shay is we've seen it but even with people we know is like um it's like on a whole other level like if people don't agree with them like they'll take it as far as the like unfollow their friends or or they'll post something aiming like calling people sheep because they believe in something that they don't believe in and it's like you know what until all this is said and done we don't know to be honest we're all sheep we all we all all have a we all have a government nobody knows what's really everybody they they know where we live they they we 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 clock into a job most of us Uh, we're all like basically we don't None of us get like, to do have you ex- seen that meme none of us get to do exactly what we want. So go ahead. <laughs> have you seen that like that meme um, <clears throat> that people are like the conspiracy theory? Oh, they're getting your information through these apps or whatever it is, or they're taking facial recognition of your face. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? When you were born, you were assigned with a number. Yeah. So a social security number. That's your number. They already assigned. They already know where you are. They already know who you and are. And guess what? That's it. You're you already, you have an born, ID. You have a driver's license. You have an address. You have a phone number. Yes. Guess what? You're identified. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you guys, but you know, with these people, 
it's almost like they're they feel like they're cult leaders or something like oh, if yeah. if everybody that follows them they on their social media they take it to the next extent if you follow me and they take it literal like you're my followers like no dude some of these guys are just homies that want to support what you're doing yeah. they're not your followers so if they don't believe what you believe you don't hate on them like that's just what they believe. A motherfucker wants to wear a mask and don't believe that you think it's a conspiracy. I'm sorry, dude. What I'm wearing believe, a mask. It's like the sources that you sh- choose to believe that you subscribe to, whether it's some kind of some YouTube channel or some documentary. If that's the source you trust, that's the source you trust. But it doesn't make anybody else uh, wrong. wrong because they don't yeah. uh, because they and saw it, something else that they believe. And if the source you uh, trust is, you know, orange or whatever, like, yeah. you know, racist guy, like um that's the source you trust that's cool but it doesn't make everybody else wrong and here's the thing i want to um encourage uh shay that we've even talked about is everybody i know i've done it i'm not going to just be a hypocrite and just say it but i've done my research i do my own research i i I look at both sides of the coin and then i determine what i want to believe and then i determine what's right for my not just me for my family but i i talk to my family about these things and we chose to stay in and not be going out to these big events and you know because actually one of my stepsons is is uh he he's asthmatic so um that's a higher risk and same thing with me you know my girlfriend she has you know she's she has a heart issue too so i'm you know i try not to you know i go to work i wear a mask the whole time and that's it pretty much i come here and but you and i wear a mask (laughs) at my regular (laughs) shit too shay and what's wrong like so if we do that why can't people go and to a store for an hour in an air-conditioned store and put your fucking mask on for fuck yeah. you know what i mean yeah because that's the thing that how long are they plan on being stuff. out like like also you, oh, you can't just put it on for those few minutes you're gonna yeah. be in the store like when you go home take it off take it, take it get naked at home if you want yeah but you know just just wear the mask when you, when you, you know that's go it. you know what when you get home lick the fucking rim of the toilet if you want i mean you believe what you believe but you know, you, no one has to be involved in that. And if they don't believe what you believe, it doesn't make them wrong or a sheep or, man, just get off that stuff, please. None of you guys, I don't know anybody. I don't I don't think that I follow any, I mean, maybe I do. I hope I do. And if I don't, I should. But actual doctors and scientists and, you know, maybe they'd have more insight than some yeah. of these people that are fucking believing whatever the Or fuck. some of those people that are in those in the front lines in the hospitals you know the nurses the yeah, they're wearing that are seeing hey they're wearing pretty that. damn near fucking uh uh war gear bro oh. they're in they're in multiple layers of clothing and masks and they work eight what 10 to 12 hour shifts bro and if if they can handle that i don't understand why someone can't just go to the store and put it on for uh, an hour and to the anti-maskers like uh it's one of the things they always ask like okay so you don't think it does anything you think it's worse for us to wear it then um so are you okay when you go in if you go in to have a surgery you don't think you're the doctor that's operating on you should be wearing any mask or anything or any yeah. gloves all right cool yep. then all right you're right then tell them yep. just go ahead take the mask and you know what it's uh i'm sorry to say but uh if, like i go up and just sneeze in your face <laughs> with us with no masks pretty high risk that you're probably gonna inhale something i just sneezed in your face but if first of all if we stay a distance from each other which people should do anyways just keep your fucking hey motherfucker stop getting all up in someone's grill dog unless that's your chick or some shit hey but um uh you know if you have a mask on and i sneeze it's less chance 
And then if I have a mask on, you have a mask on, and I sneeze, it's less chance. And if we're six feet apart, it's even less chance. And, you know, it's just sometimes you have to break it down on that basic level for cats. Yeah, and the anti-mask, the other thing is they say, oh, uh, well, what about, you know, if you're wearing pants and you fart, how come you can still smell it? That means the pants aren't holding. Okay, yeah, but if they shart, like, that's not going to hit you, <laughs> right? You, you might smell it, but the shart is not going to hit you. <laughs> I don't know. Some of these cats, I think they want shard. They like getting sharded on. I don't know. Dude. Hey, hey, but you know what? <coughs> on the positive note, though, like shout out to the people that are, you know, no matter what the situation they do, make sure they wear a mask uh, all out. Like I've seen some of the ones I've seen somebody like somebody was wearing like a, ta- a maxi pad on their face. <laughs> somebody wore like a bra. Like, hey, they, hey, hey do what you got to do. And like, you improvise see, and you see to, the you people know? like they'll be driving in the car by themselves in their own car with a mask. Like, OK, you're going to get him. Like, who's going to infect you? Yeah. Or uh, you see somebody with a bottle, like a milk jug bottle over their head. Like, they, hey, they go. People, some people go, all oh, hey, hey. So <laughs> moral of this story is, dudes, man, you social media savages that, you know, you got all these people that you really legitimate think are your followers you know with quotations i'm holding up um bro sometimes people are just supporting and they like you as a person or whatever so i I think people just need to lighten up if if everybody doesn't agree with you that doesn't make them completely wrong um like but on on one note i take on that too um like everybody can have their own opinion on the way they choose to go about things but um Bro, like if you're straight out racist, you know, there's still hope for you. At least try to improve it, man. I, I like here's one of my goals, Shay. Like all the time, like I think I'm a like I'm a pretty good person, bro. Like I, I treat people with respect. I help people. I do um like certain things that are like not not I wouldn't say just raising awareness, but like hopefully raising funds and stuff to help the less fortunate and i do i try to do my part and i treat people with respect i have integrity and all that stuff bro but um one thing i've always still tried to do is is be better every day and that's whether it's me being impatient like sometimes i jump to conclusions there's different things and i and i've tried to get better all the time and improve those things so i'm not like I, I love everybody, dude. I like chopping it up with everybody, dog. I really do. Like that's what I feel is like one of the best conversations is just seeing the difference in people's yeah. cultures and, and learning and, from them and too. learning from. But that's the thing: people don't want to sit back sometimes and listen mm-hmm. and learn. And everybody's too busy talking. Go me, 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 me. They don't have time to like like listen to what the fuck somebody's trying mm-hmm. to tell you about themselves, yeah. bro. And one of the things too, like I always like try to like, I mean. It, if you are if you are racist at all i mean i hope you're not if you're listening but one of the things is like if you're you know if you everything everybody goes through the same things that you do like um you know like what no matter what color they are what do they come from like like everybody like loses a job or everybody um gets you know might hurt get hurt get a car accident might get through a breakup might lose a child and different things like that everybody they go through that so if everybody's go- going through the same thing, we're all in the same struggle when you look at it. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to look any- anybody any different because, you know, like you might be in the same exact boat as that person and even though you don't look at anything like them or whatever. It and is, especially, you know. like, I'm going to say it, bro, like, people that really know us, like, um, you know what? Um, my dad is white. Our mom is Mexican. And we've never grown up in a place of privilege we've always been you know in a struggling household you know uh what do they call it 
middle to poverty level or whatever. I don't know what the fuck we're labeled as, but um, so I've never experienced any type of like privilege and stuff except for when I did have homies. I've had different homies and and I've seen the difference and the difference in where they go and where they're accepted. And, and I've seen all these things, bro. But, um, you know, we've, we've never come from that. And, and, and I feel, I feel like, you know, we're, we're half and half, but I feel like, uh, black and brown definitely, um, have the same struggle. And, and I would hope even some of the homies, um, this is a sensitive topic, but like, like the black lives matter thing. I think some people took that sometimes in a in the wrong fashion is like don't hate on someone else's movement it doesn't mean that all lives don't matter it doesn't mean that it's just that saying that these are the ones they're immediately facing the struggle head on and and to be honest brown people are facing the same thing so if anyone should embrace that struggle it should be the brown side like us and and um so together we're stronger and i hope everybody can see through all these little I know these videos and different things going around and it's it's hard to watch trust me i mean i don't like seeing some of this shit but you know you also got to consider is someone else on the other end of it getting people to do these things or you got to consider the person doing it are they young-minded um just not wise to the situation and and didn't have an older person to put them in the right perspective on what this shit really is we are in the same struggle and with that being said, that's one of the things, Shay, that I've done myself. I, I, I haven't been able to be on the front lines of these protests. Um, I have to work and support the family. And, you know, and there's no making excuse. I do what I do and I, and I handle my business. So anybody can come back at me and say it. But I, what I am doing is I'm educating myself more. I will be educating more people that come in contact with me that I can, that are steered wrong. And I will be trying to be a better example to the youth. And with that being said, I hope everybody goes out that can and vote in November. Don't just worry about presidency. We got to look at what's going on in our own cities and communities as well. Who's calling the shots of policing and the, the judges, the and judges the, and district attorneys and stuff. All like that. that. And you it's all their, hat, their, their history, the proposition. It's all important. So uh, mm-hmm. I hope we can encourage that so and one of the things uh just to uh, go out your point about the you know the black lives matter the people that say all lives matter the, the best analogy that I've, I've seen there's actually two is like one is like okay um let's say you go down the street and you know there's one house that's on fire it's about to go down and you know the fire department comes oh see that's the house that's on fire that's the one that matters you, all those houses do matter but that's the one that's on fire that's the one that they have to put out right now because that's the one that's struggling the other ones are fine right now so th- I think that that's like a great analogy like that, that I heard about the, you know, when people uh, try to throw, oh, all lives matter. That one, and I heard there's a biblical one actually too, and like um, the sheep herder had to look for the, the sheep that got away, and then now the other sheep are going, what about me? Well, you're not the one that's lost. It's that one. So, mm-hmm. you know, just going into that, we want to get too deep and all that, but I'm just trying to say, man, be a decent human being. Have some integrity and respect for your fellow human beings don't just care about yourself and going and partying we'll have plenty of time for all that man just let's get each other safe and get back out and do what we used to do man at least as close to it as we can and um you know for those people out there that are gonna say i don't you know um this is the way they're gonna keep us and you're you're not woke and yes i am i know the possibilities yes i do 
I just choose to be a positive human yeah, being and not a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. So not a sheep. For other I'm not a sheep. No. I'm just not a piece of shit. And speaking so. of that too, like you know, people want to be called a sheep because there maybe there might be sports fans. But hey, man, I for one personally, I'm happy that sports are back, and I think a lot oh, of people hell are. Yeah. I think hell it's, yeah. it's a and people want to say, oh, it's a sports. Oh, it's not. If, I mean, if you have like a real short attention span and you're not very like smart, then okay, then you're distracted by one little thing. But I mean, I could watch a game and not completely be oblivious to everything that's going on in yeah. the world that's not what that yeah. means but sports is something that be- brings people together you know it, like those teams are bonding and people of different races and stuff like that they come from different struggles and it's the competition the friendly competition you respect your competitor whether you win or lose it's respect for each other and what each other does and just like the world works and that's what sports is and i'm glad it's back too man shout out to my biggest team ever for anybody that don't know lakers all lakers day lakers put an asterisk but who cares they're gonna win who it. cares <laughs> get it anyways hey yeah. but you know um that's the thing is is lakers is my main shit um out of everything um basketball football and baseball the three mains for me but um lakers all the way like uh, i even put that around my bump like my uh my license plate like oh yeah the tattoo you know i'm saying they can probably see it right oh, there on the thing yeah, maybe you can see <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, Lakers, man, on mine. So I'm happy basketball's yeah. back. And it's, it's crazy. It's entertaining for me. But isn't it crazy the way it is now? Like, uh, can you imagine? Like, w- there's nothing. This is not something we could have imagined. Basically, they're they're in a bubble, right? The NBA bubble, uh, basically, or they're calling it also a campus. It's like a. It's almost like the summer camp, like those old basket the basketball camps when they go to when they're youth. Like basically, they're going away for a while. They're gonna be there. They're not going home. Uh, they're qu- like basically confined to this area for all, this whole time. Hey. It's crazy. Hey, and you know what? But it's it's not it's not any less entertaining for me. I still see no, them not, competing. Not the, the crowd sometimes adds some extra that we don't need. But the crowd is good. Don't get no. me wrong. But most of the times, you know that, especially in those NBA arenas like Lakers, man, it's all Hollywood cats in the front. No, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying? Just to get on camera. Um, they ain't really hardcore fans like that, man. So I mean, it's always but that crowd reaction. But um, to me, it's not even that with no crowd. To me, the crazy thing is everything is being played in the same place. All the games, yeah. no traveling, no going to different arenas in different cities. Might be better on their bodies, yeah, though. Yeah, you that's know? true. And you know what? Shout out to baseball's back. Um, football's coming. Um, yeah. The thing is, is let yeah, it's freedom. And I want to uh, just say one more thing too: is um, kneeling or for the national anthem is not in any way disrespecting the country or the people that fought for it. I hope people, I hope they've gotten that out of their head by now. It's just an injustice and that's a peaceful way to protest um, the injustices without um, going out and doing anything violent, hurting anybody. It's just to bring awareness and sometimes that needs to be had because look at, since all this stuff's happened, look at all the changes that have been made for the positive. So let's keep going that way, everybody, man. Let's keep it positive, man. Hey, uh, sports teams for you, any favorites, any favorite sports? Of course, the Lakers uh, like all day, like, like since I, was, I remember that I was a Laker fan and, of course, uh, a big Raider fan. And, uh, you know, people are probably, you know, I'm going to get a lot of hate, but uh, I'm an Angel fan. More, but I, you know, I don't hate the Dodgers, but I gotta say that you know, uh, I watch the Angels more than I watch the Dodgers. You gotta say, yeah, and and uh, same here. And you know what? Um, and I'll I'll tell the true story of me personally is because um, um, our well, our our dad rest in peace, um, who also by the way served in Vietnam, 
and came back like I'm wrecked from that. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, man. I've had many conversations. Um, he literally was again. I wanted to join the service. My dad like literally almost wanted to disown me. Um, at the time, I ended up going a couple different routes and didn't go that route. And this is no disrespect to anybody because I respect everybody the fullest that has served for our country and what the morals and the core stands for. I, I believe that. But my dad, um, something affected him coming back from there. I'm going to be real. And um, it, it, it's kind of crazy, but that's kind of steered a little bit of my direction. Um, but I want to say um, rest in peace to Pops. Um, and and he, he kind of, I guess, steered. I, I don't know exactly where I was going with the whole thing, man. I lost it now, but um, it, it's that. It's it, it's that I've, I've been able myself, at least these last few years, to dig a little deeper and not be so stubborn and try to see different sides of the coin and, um, and uh, see different people's opinions. But I still am doing my research and getting my best... Um, uh education to myself i guess you could say and then make a decision from there but yeah um pops rest in peace to him um it was pretty dope because i remember before he passed we got to take him to a zz top concert his favorite group of all time (laughs) and he was literally buried in his concert shirt because all the family thought that would be best you know what i'm saying and uh so I, I wanted to, to, to shout out to Pops. I remember, remember at the concert, uh, too, I went to go ask, like, one of the guards, hey, which way is it to the, you know, the concession stand or, or the, you know, the merch stand? Just real quick. And then he seen me, he seen me, and he comes, <laughs> hey, do you know what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I got it. Dad, I already found out. Like, Dad was pretty <laughs> faded, yeah, dog. He was, you know, what's going on? He was like, twisted. Yeah, I got it, no, hey, I and at the time, out. we had some bomb weed, dog. We, I remember all the old folks around us, dog, were blazing up. And then we started passing our shit, and they were like, oh, this is some good oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, we had the bomb, bro. But I guess what I was getting at is that is in sports, please, people don't think it's a disrespect to the flag or anybody that served the country. Oh, yeah. This is a way of to peacefully protest, which is our our right in this country, uh, our amendment right to, to do this and peacefully protest the social and racial injustices that are going on. And, and most people know, even people that are not affected by it, they know this is a real situation, and it really is happening. Yeah, well, if you've seen, like, too, the Dodgers opening day, um, like, you know, a lot of them were, uh, you know, they were kneeling, even some of the white players. But the thing is, they still had their hats off over their heart. Yes. Respecting. So, but the kneeling, like you know, like in other countries, they kneel before their kings. It doesn't seem like it's a disrespect if you're kneeling before. Like, so it's, it's not really. A di- I mean, if you were to straight hey. just sit there and not do anything, if you just sat down and not. That's that would be disrespectful, you know. Like, but, but they actually still acknowledging it. They have their hats. Acknowledge off and acknowledge what's you know, going right. on. Everybody that fought for our country, right. my utmost respect to you guys, and I, I appreciate you guys, including my father, a couple of my uncles, my cousins. Like, I got some of my closest home, homies, yeah. man. Their, their sons, following in the footsteps. Ain't nothing wrong, but let's just stick with our core beliefs. Let's yeah, have yeah. Thank respect. You value and integrity for each other man real talk and let's see we're almost done with this show but here's a, uh, something else i wanted to get into real quick uh you know well we were speaking on sports before we get into your favorite sport i think of all time maybe i'm wrong <laughs> but i want to this is a random thought and i'm probably going to have these every week but so i cut myself at work the other day 
like on a blade like a no it was a screw that went all the way through this thing and i didn't realize it cut myself and i went to go like uh put a band-aid on they had the first aid kit washed it sprayed it everything the band-aid was so fucking hard to open and i always wonder like why are the band-aids so hard to fucking open and i and i know they have to be sterile inside i get it but sometimes there's not other people around and i want to save yeah, myself yeah. before i yeah, bleed yeah. to death sometimes so. the blood is just straight <laughs> squirting yeah. so i just wanted to i just didn't want to bleed to death so i fucking put on but anyways uh let's go into it speaking of bloody messes no, no but no but you ever know there's another one like uh you ever notice like what it was something that you normally do really easy quick right but when you need to really hurry and do it for some reason you're just like wait i can't i can't like uh you know like say somebody's like dying of thirst right in front of you and you have to open this water bottle and like for some reason, you can't open it easier, and it's taking you a little bit longer. And it's like, I mean, that, that's just an extreme example. But, you know. <laughs> hey, yeah, but you happen to be bleeding at your jugular <laughs> vein or something. Like, I just want to patch it till the paramedics get here. <laughs> hey, so look, your favorite sport, wrestling, bro. Look, I used to watch wrestling back in the days, and I was all into it. Hulk Hogan, all the motherfuckers. Like, um, but you still watch it to this day, and there's yeah. a lot of people that do. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, well. I'll say because I'm old school with it, but Hulk Hogan was one of them. I know he ended up doing some pretty weird shit later, but that's beside the point. Um, Junkyard Dog used to be dope. Um, You know, tag teams, I remember, like the British Bulldogs and uh, the Killer Bees were dope. Oh, and especially the Hart Foundation. Me, in my opinion, like Bret Hart is probably, what did he say, the greatest there ever will be, the greatest... But I I think he is probably best one of the greatest. Best was best or ever will be. That's my opinion, and I'm not fully schooled in it just because I don't still watch it. But no. go ahead, man. Who's? No. Well, first of all, like um, to to for the record, it's not my favorite sport. Basketball <laughs> is, but but wrestling. Are is you a, sure? Bet, bet wrestling is an entertainment. It's a sports entertainment. Okay. I know it's not a real sport. I know, like people I thought, are gonna go, hey, do you know it's fake? Watch no, I, I thought, get a bunch of messages. Hey, I you know was just gonna fake? say. I thought, <laughs> did you know it was? I mean, is it real? Well, well, actually, you know, when I when I first started watching it, I thought it was real, but I was probably like uh, maybe like in fourth you know grade what? or something but but when it fuck all the <laughs> dumb shit shay the the injuries and the athleticism are real no, i don't no, care what anybody but, i mean but i just thought that like they really hated each other and yeah, stuff like yeah. that but, but they're actually real co- they're actually co-workers and they you know they chilled after but but the thing was uh i remember my my stepdad my mom's husband had told me hey you know it's fake and I, and I didn't even believe him at first and i'm like oh man but then you know what i still watch it to this day so uh you know i just appreciate the the you know the whole the whole sport with the athleticism and the acting and everything and the stories and you know they have to write it all out and all that but uh but yeah i will say if i had to pick the top five for those wrestling fans out there hulk hogan has to be because he's what got me into uh wrestling to i mean to watching it in the first place so for sure i know he wasn't the greatest but but he still is the one that got me into it uh brett the hitman heart is another one um uh, i gotta say uh R- randy macho man savage it was great and then uh oh yeah i forgot him um and then honestly um yeah and brett the hitman just one of my favorites just because of his in-ring work and then um honestly it's kind of a tie for me between the rock and stone cold steve austin but i think the rock edges it out just because he's such a amazing entertainer and even to this day the stuff like oh yeah everything hey but he's one of those dudes nobody could hate steve austin like like, dude the charisma they used uh, to bring and then like remember coco beware oh yeah but there's just certain (laughs) yeah there's a lot even people like now like you know there's still some of the ones that are still around are the are the ones that are my favorite just because they've been there long like uh ray mysterio and people like that, like, um, you know, he's still around doing his thing. He doesn't even look like he aged at all. 
and you know but like uh, stuff like that but it's crazy because they kind of were the ones that um kind of led the way to these other sports coming back because they, like they never interrupted their their shows they, they kept the stories going yeah, um, yeah they yeah. started they started doing matches in empty arenas uh then they started doing um matches that were like pre-filmed where they would do it at a spot where it looked like it was whole, all like filmed like a movie type of thing and, and, and you know they, they innovated it in that way and you know and it's still going though yeah, that's, that's for what, sure that's crazy about it yeah it's a trip hey show show let's uh tail this down and uh you know it's my birthday today so i want to go continue the celebration i'm 100 and something today and i want to celebrate the right way um shout out to everybody that does support us and all that stuff but the the rabbit season podcast will be going we'll, our plan is to drop every thursday morning be pre-recorded uh but every week and we should have our first guest coming in uh for the next week and we should be dropping this coming thursday which will be the what is that the 20 uh well they're listening today so <laughs> whatever day they're listening that's when it's out but anyway yeah july i think it's july the 30th. 30th yeah when you listen to this yeah. i think it'll be the 30th the day you're thank you to it is the day that uh thank you out. for doing that <laughs> yeah. but today is pre-recorded it is my birthday and we'll have some new guests coming forward uh man anything else you want to get oh do you want to uh, i wanted to ask you something this is a segment we're going to be doing every week it's called the non-fake news and let's get to it okay non-fake news <laughs> That's fucking deep. Uh, it's kind of a playoff, you know, like, um, you know, nowadays our, our supposed, uh, I guess the guy in charge or whatever, it has this new term called fake news. So anytime you hear anything negative, it's, it's fake. It's not real. Right. Like, uh, but um, I have some stories here that like almost seem fake, but they're actually um, they're actually non fake news. But <laughs> like one of them, um, well, you know, we were talking about the mask, how people are like, uh, the, what is it? The anti maskers or whatever. <laughs> Uh, somebody i think it's actually it was up somewhere up north in california um like uh s this lady went into a s this verizon store right and uh they, they were gonna they told her to leave because she wasn't wearing a mask uh so what she do she 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 started peeing on the floor so she peed on the floor of the <laughs> verizon store because <laughs> well that'll make your point of yeah i guess that gets it across or either she had to go bad or she just or i think uh maybe they told her where's your PPE and I think she took it the wrong way like, <laughs> <laughs> or it just pissed her off I don't know <laughs> she was really pissed oh and, uh, another story um, in Russia uh, there, a cat tried to steal cash from a bar it's funny and I see that they even uh, somebody even posted it on the Instagram you just see the the cat running with like a stack of wad of cash I guess the cat was just some kind of like cat blur burglar I don't know what it was <laughs> but uh but luckily you know the um the cat actually belongs to the bar owner, so, you know. Hey, there, there's a couple of cats in our hood. They, they come and steal fucking Pepper's food. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Pepper. That's yeah. the cat. But, but uh, what's they, funny is, like, dude, but, like, luckily the, the, they own the cat because, you know, what they do to people in Russia, you know, for, like, it's, a, you know, it's way more harsh punishments for stuff like that. You know, who knows what they would have done to that cat. But, fucking but, poor but, cat. <laughs> but I guess they'd actually made off with one, but somebody grabbed it from it, and then the second time it did it again, but I guess they were, like, fake bills that they had there. But, uh, <laughs> that's its thing huh we gotta hire that one fucking oh, another up. one though in las vegas so this, this guy <laughs> they caught it on tape and everything i think it was even on tmz this guy stole like a, a massive dildo from a, from deja vu in, in las vegas it was three feet and 40 pounds wow <laughs> a dildo called moby you know i'm pretty sure that's probably what they call it the, like moby 
but that had like like uh, it showed like he's even making down the he had it threw it over his shoulder and just took off down the street he was even wearing a mask like he was wearing his mask oh at least he was, yeah, sanitary. Yeah, he was sanitary and uh, probably when he goes home to play with it he'll, hopefully he'll put a condom on it what's he gonna do with it dun, 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 <laughs> <laughs> He made his own penal code. Fuck, dude. These fucking... Hey, man. Some of the times... I'm sorry, guys, but there's some weird motherfuckers out there, dog. Like, you know, to each his own. And we said we got to respect each other. But, you know, certain things I just don't get. But and then one more. Uh, this uh, the, the president in the Philippines had a press conference. He said... Uh, Make sure you wash your mask. And he said, uh, if you ran out of Lysol, just wash it in gasoline. He's all, that'll kill that son of a bitch. <laughs> Henry, I'm pretty sure he was probably, maybe he was imitating Trump or I something. Was, I, was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking one of, one of his speeches about kneeling. Yeah. Oh, man, that guy. Hey, so we'll bring more. Like, hey, you so know, with stuff. that being said, I, I know you guys can see that the stupidity is real. And uh, hopefully everybody do your own research. Keep a... Uh, educating yourself getting smarter be better man let's all try to be better and get along with each other and let's all vote in november and try to make our way of living at least a little more close to the way it used to be because this shit is foul right now i know everybody agrees man i want to get out and and uh and have some fun again but we're making the best of it staying positive uh shout out again we're at the b-side studio man my uh producer co-host shay whitey thank you and uh, DJ Eclipse co-producing. And we got a lot of dope guests for you guys. Right. Happy birthday, bro. Yeah, thank you, everybody, uh, for, uh, for listening. Uh, we'll have a lot, like, some more stuff coming soon. More stuff coming soon. Rabbit Season Podcast, live and direct, all up in your grill every single week. Let's get it. <laughs>